We're journeying our way through prayers from the upper room, from the book of Acts chapter 2. And I just want to start tonight by saying, I thank the Lord that I'm a Pentecostal. Amen? That he has risen, that he rules and he reigns, that he is sovereign in every single part of my life. And I want to challenge us as we get into God's word tonight to be open to all that the Holy Spirit has for us. Because, you know, speaking in tongues, the topic of our talk tonight is contentious, even amongst Christians. Some Christians think, well, you know, it's a bit obsolete, it was in the early church, we don't do it, therefore it's not necessary. Some of us think, yes, we definitely need to pray in tongues because we look more spiritual. And then you've got some people in the middle where it's like it's just an optional extra, extra on your Christian menu. And I want to encourage you as we navigate our way through Acts 2 to pay attention to all the features that are on display as the 120 gathered in the upper room. Today we're going to be speaking on speaking in tongues. And you know that it is a weapon of warfare in your arsenal to live as a spiritual believer in the day and age that we live in. Amen? I remember when I received that gift. I was just saved. It was the good old days where you used to write a list of your sins. Anyone remember? You used to burn it in fire, have those things. So my list was long. They had to go to like Sainsbury's to get extra pads of paper for me to write all my sins down. And I had got saved that morning. And then someone laid hands on me and just prayed for me to receive the gift of tongues. And the Holy Spirit just filled me, and I couldn't shut up. And nearly 20 years later, there are still some people in KT that would say, and he still isn't shutting up. But know this, the Holy Spirit wants to fill you. Amen? He wants to empower you, and he wants to enable you to stand in the trying, testing climate of today's culture that seeks to diminish and distort the power of God's word, the power of the Holy Spirit, and your confidence in God, and erode it so that you have no confidence in God. But can I say tonight, we are going to activate some things in the spirit in this place, amen? Because I believe there needs to be a reawakening, a renewal in the body of Christ in speaking in tongues. Spiritual renewal and revival will emerge when the church not just experiences but endorses all the biblical practices of Scripture and therefore strengthens and supports the church. Simply speaking, we have to recapture the power and purpose of speaking in tongues. It goes beyond a holy rabble. After I got saved at this encounter, I got filled with the Spirit, I came to the first Wednesday prayer meeting in this church. It used to be 6.45. There might be one or two people that remembered that. And I walked through those doors, and there were flags waving, there were people with tambourines, and there was hundreds of people making what I thought was a holy rabble. I had no idea what was going on. But you know what was happening? The Spirit of the living God was hovering over this place and filling the hearts and minds of his people. And so I wonder if you could turn with me to Acts 2. We're just going to read the first four verses. Acts 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided as of tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. 
And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. And so I'm sure you're wondering this evening, why should we speak in tongues? Well, first of all, the early church, it was a major central feature. When those 120 gathered, the Holy Spirit came and empowered them. So the first uh, word of encouragement, if you like, is that if it was good for the early church, it's got to be good for us today. Amen? But secondly, we read in Mark 16, verses 15 to 17, Jesus said, he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany all those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons and they will speak in new tongues. And so the first person to reference the value, the purpose, the power of speaking in tongues in the New Testament is Jesus. Now, if you're wondering, did Jesus speak in tongues? Let's do a quick straw poll this evening. Who thinks Jesus spoke in tongues? One or two people. Who thinks he didn't speak in tongues? Who's really not sure and just wants the answer? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, the Bible's quiet. The Bible is silent. There is no verse in scripture that stipulates that Jesus spoke in tongues. However, I would like to encourage you and suggest that Jesus probably didn't need to speak in tongues because he was already in perfect alignment with the Holy Spirit. But sometimes for us as Christians, we're not always in alignment with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we need that power on display in our lives. But what we do know is that Jesus was not silent about whether or not believers should speak in tongues. He's very clear. It will accompany all those who believe. We read in Acts 1 that we see very clearly that he prophesied to his followers that you would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That prophecy was fulfilled almost immediately in Acts 2 that I have just read. Everyone filled with the Holy Spirit. One of the reasons that we are called Pentecostals is that we've received our baptism in the Holy Spirit and our evidence of speaking in tongues. Further into the book of Acts, Peter records in Acts 11, verses 15 to 17, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as it was on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized you with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent and they glorified God saying, then to the Gentiles, also, God has granted repentance that leads to life. So we see in Acts 1, Acts 2, Acts 10, Acts 11, you can even go to Acts 19 if you want, the outcome was absolutely identical. Every person was filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit, was, ena was enabled to speak in tongues instantly. The same rings true for us today. So why should you speak in tongues? Well, I want to give you two or three suggestions. I could give you, honestly, an exhaustive list of recommendations on why we should speak in tongues. But I want to zone in on two or three things. First of all, life gets hard, doesn't it? Do you ever find that life is just challenging and you wonder and you open your Bible and you're praying or maybe you're struggling to pray and you read the same verses and you've read them a thousand times and you find it hard to find a new angle in a new sense of what God is saying. Do you know the moment you open yourself up 
to a leading of the Holy Spirit and begin to open your mouth and start to pray and speak in tongues, you're not speaking from your mind. You're not able to comprehend. Others may interpret, but you are speaking and connecting your relationship with Jesus Christ in a deeper way. To give us some perspective, Paul says in Romans 8, 22 to 23, for we know now the whole of creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. So I want to suggest the first quality or attribute that we gain when we speak in tongues is that we strengthen our relationship with God. We've seen a great biblical pattern that I've just briefly outlined for us, but we also deepen our spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ because you enable yourself and encourage yourself in the Holy Spirit. You fuel and facilitate a fresh encounter of power and God's presence through the leading of your Holy Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, I beg your pardon. But we, the individual, may do the speaking, but it is always spirit-led and spirit-directed. And it forces a question for us. When was the last time that we truly opened up the deepest recesses of our heart to a move of the Holy Spirit? The older you get in your faith, the more you study the Word of God, the more services you attend, the more prayer meetings you engage with, we can become professional, competent Christians. And we lose that mystery around what the Holy Spirit might want to do in our lives. Because we become complacent. We become comfortable. And yet the more you lean in to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in and through your life, he will start to unfold and unpack mysteries for you that will propel and lead you into the next season of your life and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. Because you open yourself to all the leading of the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you were a bit like me in those early days because you are a bit reluctant, you're a bit resistant. Hang on a minute, I'm speaking something I don't understand here. I'm not in control and therefore we retreat and we recoil. Can I encourage you, what you practice, you get good at. Equally, what you don't practice, you're going to get good at not practicing it is a spiritual muscle that we have to exercise each and every day so that we get strong and nourished and fortified in the things of God. We have to surrender that sense of control and allow the Holy Spirit to lead and direct every aspect of our lives. Do you know also you will confuse and confound the enemy every single time you begin to speak in tongues, you confuse and confound the enemy. So he has no more authority, he has no more power, he has no more control, and he has no more insights into your life as you place that ring of fire, that hedge of protection around your personal spiritual walk with Jesus Christ because you are strengthening your relationship with Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Have you ever known that your mind can pray, play tricks on you? You can convince yourself that something is happening that maybe isn't, or something did, was said to you that wasn't. And we give our time and our attention and our focus to things, to people, to situations. But when you are praying and speaking in tongues in the Spirit, you have no awareness of anything that's going on around you because you're having heavenly dialogue with your heavenly Father. 
because you're seeking the heart of God and you're praying things that your mind cannot comprehend. You're going beyond your own intellect, your own wisdom, your own understanding. You're interceding and praying the mind of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Number two, it increases your receptivity to the Holy Spirit. You know, as believers, we struggle, don't we? We don't engage with something that we don't find value in. Easy to read the New Testament, for example. The grace, the goodness, and the forgiveness of God. If we turn back to the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch or the Torah, and we start digging into Deuteronomy or Leviticus, some of you are going to leave because it's hard reading and we grapple and we wrestle and we sometimes surrender to things that we don't want to engage with. But can I encourage you tonight, the more open you are to the Holy Spirit, the more your heart is open to a move of God and when you start to strengthen yourself in your walk with Jesus by speaking in tongues, do you know you're going to increase your receptivity to the Holy Spirit? You're going to be better positioned to receive deeper revelation. Anyone need any more revelation? Is there anyone in this house that needs more wisdom? Is there anyone that needs a deeper understanding of Scripture? Is there anyone that needs to know the times and seasons that you're in, this church is in, this nation is in, and this world is in? The more you tap in and develop receptivity to the Holy Spirit, the greater the clarity. And the more clarity you have, the confusion falls away. Amen? So we read. If you keep reading in verse 4 of Acts, uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians 14, verses 3 and 4, it declares, and they prophesied. So I want to suggest to you, the more receptive you are to the Holy Spirit, the more he is going to use you as an instrument and a vessel to prophesy health, strength, wholeness, and life, not just into your own life, but into the life of the person next to you. You become an active, flowing, vibrant vessel that carries and communicates the glory, the goodness, and the grace of God everywhere you go. And he will give you divine appointments, divine opportunities to speak his word in the highways and byways as your spirit and heart is open to a move of the Holy Spirit. But here's the thing. You can't manufacture it. You can't strive for it, you can't strain for it, you can't force it, but you can posture your heart, position your spirit in a meaningful way to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Because these are great and glorious moments where God is speaking to us and it will serve to strengthen and nourish your journey with Jesus. And number three, it will enhance your worship and your devotion to God. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2 declares, For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. And so it's important when we begin to speak in tongues that we remind ourselves that we are speaking to our Heavenly Father. We're not speaking to man. They might even be mysteries to you, but they are not mysteries to God. Now, what is a mystery? It's something you don't understand. You might have an awareness of certain aspects of it or where, maybe where something started, but you have no full picture of what that mystery is. But God does. Amen? And the book of Jeremiah 33 verse 3 declares, If you seek me, I am but one breath away 
and I will tell you mysteries that you do not yet know. Is there anyone in the house of God tonight that wants to know what's on God's heart? Is there anyone that wants to know his heart for this nation, for this city, for his church? The more you devote yourself to worship and develop your relationship with Jesus, he's going to speak those mysteries to you. Stir yourself up. Jesus proclaimed to all believers that we would speak in tongues. It's a free gift. It's an opportunity tonight for you to activate something that has probably been placed within you like a time capsule to be released over time so that it can fulfill its plan and purpose for his glory, not yours. It's a supernatural gift with supernatural capacity and capability to transform not just your life, but your context, your workplace, your community, this church, and this city. We must resist the temptation to allow just praise and worship and the reading of scripture to become our spiritual diet. Amen? And if it's a feature in the early church and it's literally one of two things that Jesus first commanded in Mark Mark 16, I think it's front and center for us as Christians. Because every time we speak in tongues, we edify, we fortify, and we empower ourselves as believers. But you know, you also strengthen the state of the church. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26, What then, brothers, when you come together, each one of you has a hymn, that won't be me, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. It gives us opportunities to surrender afresh tonight, to submit to the divine direction of the Holy Spirit. It will fuel gratitude and thanksgiving to God for what he's already done. It will sharpen your spiritual life. It will enhance your knowledge of the Holy Spirit. But rather than just having explained to you, isn't it much more powerful if we experience it? Is there anyone ready to experience a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit in here tonight? Let us not neglect or deprioritize this gift in preference of something else. It's biblical. It's beneficial for each and every one of us. Because as we move intentionally towards what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 5, every one of us will be fueled, fashioned, and formed by the Holy Spirit as we speak in tongues. The great apostle Paul said these words, Now... I want you all to speak in tongues. Nobody is exempt. There is no church hierarchy, no levels of anointing, no favor, no biblical understanding needed to receive this gift. Just a receptivity and a willingness in your heart to say, Holy Spirit, here I am, have your way. And so we want to activate that gift in you tonight. 